Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bing, 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 I've forgotten this. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> How does it go? Should all acquaintance be forgotten? Okay, I'll try it again. No one knows that. No, this is it. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> Let me try one more time. I can, I can do it. I can do it. I'm doing... Bing bong in old length. I know you can do it, but nobody cares. Bing, so, like, bing, you pull this bing, off, bing, no one cares. Bing, 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 bong, bing, bong, bing, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. Fast approaching the end of the world, hopefully. Welcome to Suggested Podcast, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. This is the last episode for 2022. And thank God I say, and thank goodness for that. I, I am feeling I'm feeling optimistic about 2023. Are you? Yes, I really am. You shouldn't say that. I feel like we said that about 2022. You shouldn't say that because then I'll die or something. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, don't say Which that. Just fine for you, I anyway. guess. Oh, yeah. You get to be great. a cool single woman in the city. Like, <laughs> in all, the city. like all your favorite shows. Yeah, that'd be, 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 be like Claire in Paris or something. Exactly. Except for like the two dogs and two children. We've been children. watching some Emily in Paris. It's been on the TV. And oh, boy, it's not good. Isn't it something else? It's not good. But I watch it. It's the one thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I watch it. I think it's so colorful. So colorful and sexy. Yeah, it is certainly colorful. Yeah. But I just like, I don't like any of these fucking people. Well, especially... Whoa, sorry. What is happening here? Nothing. It's not a clip from the movie Babylon that I, that I made it edit All right. into a video. Here you are complaining about the editing. I'm doing a lot of editing You're doing moment. a lot of editing, which is old James. Old it James is. is back. You used to do nothing but edit yeah. and complain about editing. Anyway, who are we? I'm Claire Tonti. Yep. James Clement is here also. We are married. We recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. And this is the episode where we talk about all of our favorite things throughout the year. Sometimes we tell you secrets, but you can't tell anybody. Correct. Don't yeah. tell a soul. That's right. You're the only person that listens to this show. Are you? You. Me? Yes. Oh, good. I know. Thank God, because this is an embarrassing show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not embarrassing. Well, sometimes it's embarrassing. No, it's a it great is. show, Claire. These are a few of my favorite things. I don't know. I tried to do the Sound of Music song. It didn't work either. No, that was amazing. Claire, what have bad. you got? So we've broken this up into sort of categories. What are your categories that you've sorted for this year? Okay, so my first category is Auld Lang Syme. Singing Bing Bongs. Yeah, we've been there. We've done that part of it. What else? All right. Okay. So my first category is a TV series. Would you like to do that? Yeah, let's do TV series. Series. Okay. What what were your favorites? My favorites. Of 2022. I have to say it like this. 2022. I'm rewatching the uh, the Shrek uh, movies. For Caravan and Garbage, okay. getting ready for the new year. Right. That's, that is a movie, not a TV series. And I'm having a shreckingly good time with it, I must say, Claire. Are you really? Well, the first one's good. And I remember the oh. second one being good. And then I remember the third one being terrible and the fourth yes. one being fine. I do. But who knows how much of that uh, is, I'm know, confused. is ends up being true. Those are movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the TV series Didn't category. Didn't you say, well, how do you rank the Shrek movies? Didn't no. You? I s- 
Oh. What is happening? I'm so confused. No. I said, what are your favorite TV I would probably series say Shrek 1, Shrek 2, Shrek 4, Shrek mm. 3 in terms of like, – a lot of people say Shrek – what is, Two is better than Shrek understand. One, and it probably is, but Shrek One was so fresh, full of ideas. Do you know what I find so funny? Mm. Our son hates it, hates Shrek. No, well, he's, he's gross. Around on, yeah. He said he's gross. He's so gross. He burps and farts and, like, lives in a song. He's all muddy and gross. I'm like, He came yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> once. We were just driving. Oh, yeah. And he turns to no me. No context. No context. Dad, yeah, I hate Shrek. <laughs> what? You mean, like, the movie? No, the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. What he's, he's gross. He's eating eyeballs and <laughs> pulling wax out of his ears and brushing his teeth with bugs. And I'm like, yeah, good point. He sucks. No, you're right. He's awful. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, and that was it. There's just so much. I just, there is so much things that like circle our son's head. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening in there. Yeah. And then he would just pop out with that. I just love it. I hate Shrek. Excuse me, what? <laughs> he's just. He's a mini version of your brain. Yeah. Just like confused and irritated by most things Love other it. people like. Yep. <laughs> Including dry hot dogs. Anyway, I can, I can come bring him around on Shrek. Anyway, yeah. how do you rank the Shrek movies? Um, No. Oh, We're talking about TV series. I refuse. I'm I'm boycotting the Shrek conversation. I understand. I like the first one. The rest I'm indifferent to. Wow. Yeah, I know. Mm. Wow. My Not my gumdrop buttons. I don't care, little gingerbread man. Wow, that's Can incredible. we move along? I'm ready. Eddie Murphy's donkey was... It was fun. I agree. I like the parfait comments. Now you're stuck in the I also Shrek. like Princess Fiona. Yeah, sure. Actually, I do really love that first movie. I get really touched. I cry every time. Okay. I like it. And they, like, they, you know, they have that little thing where they fall in love and they're, like, walking around with the balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like, great soundtrack. It's great it's soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack, too. I agree. Too. Actually, it's really excellent. It's a good movie. Lord Farquaad. Yep. All of the, like, double entendres or whatever for the adults in the room with the giant kind of penile-shaped castle. Yeah. Funny times. You remember a lot about Shrek. I you don't remember anything. I love Shrek. I watched it a lot. Actually, oh. now I'm remembering. Do yeah. you know what else? I love um, Will Smith in uh, I Am Aladdin. Legend. Oh, yeah. When he watches Shrek a lot and he knows like, every word to He it. does. Yeah, and I really resonated with Will. Will, Will, Will I liked Will, the, the scene. With Will. Yeah, that was <laughs> a good movie. Scene. You remember the bit where he strangled his dog to death? That was a good bit. <sighs> Why do you have to bring it down? The dog had the zombie Always, virus. Can we talk about yeah, sorry. TV yeah, series. Yeah, okay. really we... Shrek railed this whole conversation. Thank you. Good work. Of the, good use of the work, Shrek. Thank you. Anyway, what are your favorite TV Shreks? Shows. I asked you first. Oh, sorry. Okay, Severance. I'm going to quickly, we've talked about most of these all year, if not all of them. Well, that's the whole We're point. We're doing a recap. Yeah, exactly. We're doing a recap. Severance was a great kind of exploration of workplace environments and the toxicity perhaps mm. that comes with working in an office environment. Mm. But the interesting thing about Severance was they split your brain so you only remember when you're – you've got a one personality at work uh -huh. and a different personality, your normal personality at home. So you don't ever feel like you go to work because that's a separate person. Oh, that's, maybe it's that's happening to us. I never feel like I'm going to work. That's true. I, endless. Endless. Yeah, you're chores. right. Yeah, it's chores and <laughs> Shrek conversations. Right. But that was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's just a really interesting concept but also executed immensely well. Mm. Uh, which, you know, those two things don't always come together or often come together, right. I, I should say. What's one of yours then? Well, I have a few actually. Yeah, we'll do, why some... don't we go one for one? All right, okay. So I don't know if you remember earlier in the year Star Truck. Star, Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, I know Star <laughs> Trek. Star Struck. 
season two what came was that out. One again? Rose Matafeo plays oh, Jesse. Oh yeah, Nikish she Patel falls in love with the Tom. famous yeah actor. And so it's kind of a spin on Notting Hill. Yeah. And it's the second season came out this year, and I loved it just as much as the first. Oh yeah, it's really I good. I haven't watched that yet. I should um, watch it. It's super funny. It's like really refreshing. Rose Matafeo's comedy is just bloody great. Would you say and it's I loved on it. point? It's very on point. So that was one of my favorites. It's a season two, but I just really loved it so much. Um, They're bringing it back, I assume. Yeah, they are. There's a season three in the works, which I'm really excited by. It's got references to like Love Actually and Bridget Jones' Diary. Are as they well. like this is just like the movie Love Actually and whatever Correct, they say stuff yes. like that. This they is do. just like that problematic movie Love Actually where 17-year-old <laughs> Kira Knightley got married. Correct. And that dude like edited together a tape of just her oh, from his so wedding. Oh, it's so creepy. It's so I saw a feminist write-up of it that it just gets worse every year. Yeah. Every year I watch it I think, God, it's even worse That's than I why thought. I love it though because it's so awful. It's clearly just like a, a like an excuse for him to masturbate over her face or something. Yeah, that's what it's he's doing. so weird. That's I mean, what he's Kira doing. Knightley's got a lovely face. But still. Also, Minnie Driver, going back to Starstruck, plays a little cameo as um, Tom's agent, her boyfriend in this, and it's ah. great. I love her. I love Minnie Driver. She's fantastic. So that's that one. What's another one that you loved? Another one that I love, Claire, well, I think one of my favourite, if not favourite shows of the year, and this is interesting because I looked at, I watched it at the start of the year, yes, yes. was an Australian series called Mr. Inbetween, <gasps> which is a guy who's kind oh, of, he's, yes. in a, he's basically a, a hit man, but he does other things. But he's also like a suburban dad and he's like divorced. People love a divorce in a show, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got like a daughter and he's kind of doing you know, like school runs and making sandwiches and all of that. And he's got his own love life. But also he's got this like one foot in the this terrible underworld. underworld. And it's just, again, it's just beautifully executed. It's really like it highlights like the best I feel like of Australian like writing and, and film production and lots of TV show, but you know what I mean? And, and performances. And he's terrific, the, the lead in that. Uh, and it's, it's probably the best thing I watched this year. And also, like, every episode's like half an hour. I think there's only, like, there's maybe 25, 30 episodes. I can't remember. But you maybe not even that. But you never – I think it's maybe even, like, 18. But you, you know, never know what you're going to get. So sometimes, like, the episode will open and it will just be, like – He's like his daughter is started like hanging out with her friends, so he like follows her like from a distance and like parks nearby and like is and she doesn't like him anymore because she's turning into a teenager and it's that. And then it will sometimes start where he's at a shopping center and then somebody like a kid gets like kidnapped and then he just spends the rest of the episode like trying to track down this person and murder them and whatever. And you just you just don't know. It's really like tense. It's uh again, it's like it's the surprise of it as well. And the execution, uh, excuse the pun as well. But also he's so like, it's written so smartly and you watch the things that he does and he's not like the strongest guy or even the smartest guy, but he's obviously just seen a lot of stuff and been a lot of places. So every time a scene like happens and he like gets out of it or he's in a fight or like shootout, you see why he survives. Like it's not just like, oh yeah, because he's fucking John Wick and he can like kill 30 people. Mm. It's like, oh, no, he see because he planned for that, like, potentially months in advance because, you know, or whatever. Because he's experienced He's experienced and, and yeah. yeah, and he's just, it's just great. It's and If you haven't seen the show, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah, I uh, remember you raved about it at the time and actually your yeah. mates even were talking about it. Well, my mates it. recommended it to me. My mates are idiots. So I'm no. just like, I'm not going to watch <laughs> this show. But then, we're, actually, we were on holidays in January of uh, earlier in the yeah. year and I'm like, sure, I'll watch this. And I'm like, holy hell, this is amazing. Yeah, and I hope it's going to come back. I heard uh, 
He's maybe thinking about doing rumblings. more, but also he probably shouldn't, but it's really good. It's, sometimes it's something, if something is so perfect, you just kind of don't want to ruin it. It sounds a little bit like two hands in a way. It's definitely, I might have even said it at the time, but definitely got that two yeah. hands kind and of underbelly. is he a little vibe. bit Jason Statham-y? Yeah, but he's like little. He's not like a buff guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. A, he's like, you know, he's like my size or whatever. You know, I'm, I like, mean, well, I'm a huge Justin person. Justin Statham is a little. Jason Statham. Statham. Jason, well, yeah, but Jason Statham's like no. built. Like he's oh, like, yes, yes, yes. And he's not like, he's not built like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. tiny little man like you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great moment, and I guess this is sort of a spoiler if you haven't seen it, and I just – it's one of the scenes that – they they're trying to get a bunch of money out of him, right? Mm. And so they take they, – they find the box, like, where he's got this stash of cash, and then they take him out to shoot him, and they're like, dig your grave. And he's like, all right, and he's digging his grave. And when they finally cut the box open, it's, he's planted an explosive in there so he can – and so when the bomb goes off, you can see that he's piled the dirt in front of him so it doesn't, like, he's digging ah. his grave, but he's dug it so, like, he's on the other side of basically a, a wall. And yeah. it's just stuff like that where it's like, that's just it's clever. It's been really he's well, thought about like, it. extrapolated. Like, in a, in a less bad show, he would have looked over and then dived into the grave and then it would have gone yeah. off or whatever. But it's just it's just really clever. Little things like yeah. that. Yeah. It makes a massive difference. That's what we always talk about with really great writing, right? Like That's right. It, we say writing it, is good and it should be good. Because you can make whatever happen happen as long as the character, what they're doing really makes a yep. lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it's really satisfying yeah. in that way. I love that. All right. I probably won't watch it because, you know, me and my Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't system. say it's like super gory, but, it, yeah, it's not not gory. He's also got like an interesting story about his relationship with his father and his family. Oh, his brother. His brother's in it. Uh, his oh. brother plays it. Uh, oh, no, I won't get into it. But anyway, it's but the Mr. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, great. Can I go now? Yeah. One of my favourite TV series of the year, and it didn't just come out this year, mm. is called Better Things. Better Things. Do you remember um, it stars Pamela Adlin and it was produced with, unfortunately, Louis C.K. and Pamela. Ah, but Louis. it is what are you doing? utterly brilliant. Well, her she's writing great. in this, she's so clever and so funny. Um, it's kind of based on her own real life. So she plays Sam Fox, a divorced Hollywood actress mm. who juggles raising her three daughters and her like professional commitments with, with her mum who has dementia, who lives across the road. And it's kind of about her dysfunctional family, but in a way, these like really incredibly strong bond she has with their daughters and the mess of growing up mm. with that kind of family context and the way her girls kind of talk to her and like exploring their sexuality and their like identity and all of that stuff. But it's got so much heart. And yeah. what's so beautiful about it is the way that she's raising her girls in this really honest, open way. And so she talks about, you know, sex and and is very open with identity with them as well. Mm. And it's so funny and fresh and every character in there, like she's got this beautiful best friend who's kind of been, because their father is a real dropkick and has just yeah. not shown up for them at all, which I think is actually based on real life in Pamela Adlin's oh, okay, yeah. real life. I is think he a he French guy or something? Or he lives no, in no, no. He's just got some mental health issues, okay. I think, and left the family. So she's kind of supporting him still financially because of her career yeah, as an actor yeah. as well as supporting her girls. But she also has that kind of tension where she wants them to still have him in their, in course, their lives yeah. in some capacity mm. but also kind of really hates him. And, and like, her love life is kind of funny and complex as well. And then you see her just doing these incredible, like, throwing these massive parties and, mm. like, just – 
smoking and drinking and being like being cool. hilarious and great. She's just awesome and I love it and it's got so much heart. It's searingly funny and it's a really raw examination of working motherhood and feminism as well. And they do deal with um, themes like of death as well and, yeah. and how you talk to your kids about that kind of stuff. And I just, oh, I can't recommend it enough. It's, it's, it won a Peabody Award in 2017 then Adlin was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. So Not surprised. Not Claire. surprising at all. I just think the writing is brilliant and the acting is superb. Mm. So what do you give it out of 100? 110. Wow. It was really excellent. Better so than perfect. Better things. Do you know Bump is back? Yes, I have seen that. I haven't started watching it yeah. yet, but I'm really excited to watch that because I loved that show. That was yeah, a really cool, excellent man. one. Um, just quickly, I know we're going tit for tat. I agree. Um, but I just wanted to lump two shows in the one little okay. thing. Bridget and Season 2 came out this year. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Just as great, if not even better than season better one. Better than Bridget in season one, despite yep. the lead cast not being involved. Or I know. Something. I loved it. It was awesome. And it's just real escapism. So these two are really escapist, obviously. And the other one I loved was And Just Like That. Oh, yes. Remember, James, we talked about we had a whole podcast. I on remember. This. We did a whole series yes. on and it. And even though it was so problematic in spots, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> it was like the Super Bowl for me. It was just. Yeah, I it, loved it. was an event. It was good to return to the world of right. Sex in the City, it even was, though it didn't oh. quite come together. No, but the, there were some episodes that were Yeah, there were some really good moments, that, but they did yeah. our boy Steve dirty. Oh, that boy, our poor boy Steve. We were so upset. Miranda. Miranda, I'm suddenly a thousand years old. Miranda. Miranda, why are you leaving Miranda, I don't Miranda. even know who you are anymore. But Miranda. Uh, that's... <laughs> Miranda, I'm washing Miranda, my hands. Miranda, why are you making making out with the person in Carrie's kitchen? Miranda. 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 Miranda, you're cheating on me and my, I don't have any strong feelings about that. I know, and Carrie's peeing that. into a bottle. Miranda. Miranda. Now I'm getting a ring out of the sick Miranda. Miranda. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I still thoroughly enjoyed it as a TV event. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did, but uh, it also like it started to get. I bad. was like, when it started, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be bad, and then I'm like, oh, this is better than bad. Oh, there's some interesting stuff in here. Oh boy, Carrie's podcast sure does suck. It's a bad podcast. Yeah. And then at the end, it was just I feel like it walked back so much of the stuff that was interesting no. about it, and uh, and like, and what's her name? The redhead who wasn't a redhead. I'll close the door because the dog's barking. Was just like I dyed my hair at the again. I'm 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 back. I really hate And it's that. like, what are you doing? Wasn't that the point that like you're all getting older and yeah, it just it did get it got weird towards the end. But anyway, I yeah. still really enjoyed analyzing every minute yeah, totally. of it and the costuming and outfits and the new characters. I really enjoyed and Big died, and that was great. I fucking they, loved they that. They really handled that well. I feel like the first few episodes with the death of Big were handled excellently. Yes. And all the Peloton also. thing and perfect timing exactly with everything that came out as yeah. well. So anyway, I, that was a highlight God, for me. They couldn't have planned that better. No, they couldn't. So, yeah, love to hate that. Here's two that I'm going to mash together. It's people right. getting stuck in the woods, the wilds and yellow jackets. Two completely different stories, but it's about – Bunch of people being stuck in remote places and then spooky and strange stuff happens. Yeah, and it's kind of got like Yellow Jackets is a bit magical, right? Yeah, Yellow Jackets sci-fi. has the older cast as well who are amazing. Ah, okay. It's got a really good uh, – It's just they're both good, really good. Yeah. I probably prefer Yellow Jackets, I think. I do get them confused. But uh, <laughs> no, Yellow Jackets is the one in the woods and the other one's on the beach or whatever. Ah, the yes, the, the yes. wild is more kind of lost and like secret mysteries and Yellow Jackets is more like this is spooky. 
and I uh, don't like it. And it's a bit Lord of the Flies-esque. Yeah, totally. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. Uh, oh, so that was a quick ones. But yes. Heartstopper, which was a Netflix series Ooh, about I just two young that. men falling in love with great hair. Oh, and discovering that. sexuality and, you know, and all of these different kinds mm. of things. And it was nice and I liked it. And I'm like, I oh, like these boys. I, I wish them all the best. I love that Even though too. they're fictional. <laughs> <laughs> I actually also really liked Heartbreak High. Did you? Oh, that I didn't one? watch the that. Re- yeah, the reboot no, I know you of liked that. It, yeah. it had a similar vibe of Heartstopper. It was way more explicit. And sure. I'm sure if I had teenagers, I would be terrified. You'd be like, no, thank but you. But it was a really diverse cast. It had some really excellent breakout stars in it and I just, I loved it. I've heard nothing but good eyes. things. Yeah, it was really, really funny. From everybody. I've to me though, the highlight of my year on with TV, which I know not everyone will agree with, but I just bloody loved it so much, was the Everything Emily I Know Paris. About Love TV series. What was that one again? So do you remember Dolly Alderton, who I adore from oh, the yeah, Highlight Podcast, who is an author who's written yeah, yeah. No, two books, cool, Everything I Know like About it. Love and Ghosts? Yeah. This TV series, I was waiting so long for it to come out. It did not disappoint. Isn't that crazy that it did not disappoint also? It all came together for you. It really did. It was just, I just loved it. 2018 memoir that she wrote. So the actual story, it's it's kind of based on her life. Well, the book is based on Dolly Alderton's life. So she's adapted it for the screen. And it's Mm. um, Maggie and Birdie, besties since school, finally land in London to live at large when the unexpected happens and dependable best friend Birdie gets a steady boyfriend. It's a generous, funny, warm-hearted and uplifting sex in the city for millennials, which covers bad dates and squalid flat shares, heartaches and humiliations and, most importantly, unbreakable female friendships. And that's what I loved. The love story in it is actually not about the guys that they date. It's about the friendship that breaks down and the kind of examination of female friendship, which I just loved. Emma Appleton plays Maggie, who is really Dolly Alderton, and she's from The Witchard, Traders and Pistol, and she does a brilliant job in the lead role. And Belle Powley from the morning show Informer and Diary of a Teenage Girl plays her best friend Bertie really excellently. Marley Sue plays Alex Ryder, who is one of their friends in the flat chair now. Mm-hmm. Jordan mm-hmm. Peters plays Neil. And then there's all the other on-screen debuts with Aliyah Adolphin playing Amara, Connor Finch playing Street, who is like the bad musician boyfriend that Dolly dates. And that is one of the reasons why I wrote Feed to Feel because I watched this oh, series. Oh, your song. Now, Claire, yeah. it's funny you should bring that up because one of my favourite things of the year was listening to your album. Oh, uh, which, which will be released soon. But also <laughs> people need to know uh, the live show is coming up in on February. 11th. 11th. Yeah, so I would really love to, for you to buy a ticket. I will. I booked a bigger venue because we sold out the first one and I thought, why not? And now I think I've overreached. So I would love you so much to come. Don't make Claire it's look on, like a fool. Please come. It's on the 11th of Feb at 1 o'clock at the Brunswick Ballroom. There's an amazing doing... support act. I grab a drink. Yes, my cousin Woody Sampson is playing, who is excellent as well. It's going to be so fun. You can get a meal there too. So it's a sit-down event, which Mm. means you can like have a little relax, have a lovely meal, have some drinks and bring some friends with you. It'll be such a fun afternoon. James is coming as well. I'll be there. It's going to be great. It's the first time I'm playing all of my songs live. And after that, the whole album will be available on Spotify. Currently, my first single, Fear to Feel, is on Spotify. Thank you so much to everyone who has been listening and following 
following and liking it. It makes so much difference if you follow me as an artist on Spotify yeah. and if you also add it to one of your playlists. I already have, Claire. I actually also, a wonderful listener, Sarah, shout out to you, messaged me today to say that she added Fear to Feel to her work playlist in her the shop she works in oh. and, like, left it playing all day. Hells yes. <laughs> and I'm, re- like, overnight and I really appreciate that. So if you work in a workplace where they have a soundtrack and you feel like adding it to that like playlist, I would just, that would mean the world to me. It makes so much difference because I don't difference. have a PR team or a record label or anything. So the way I'm getting my music out there is you guys. So right. I would so love you to come. I'm going to try and do some more shows. Well, I will be doing some more shows. If you yeah. can't make it on the 11th, I'll be doing more shows in Australia, definitely, um, regional and maybe in some states. And I might try and do a live stream maybe for mm. those of people who live overseas. But That'd be cool. Or either way, visit. Correct. And I've also got a video coming out too, hopefully in the middle of January. Just <laughs> like putting my face up on his phone. There it is. Right? It is so well. I got some photos taken by Brett Brogan, who's this amazing photographer, and it is really strange seeing your face. But what do you think of the photos? Do you like them? Of your face? Yeah. I love your face, Claire. I oh, have no com- nice. my complaints or compliments. All right, you, yeah, you just think bog standard. Bog standard, regular Correct. stuff. Anyway, the reason I wrote Fear to Feel is because in one of the scenes in Dolly Alderton's TV series, there is a song called Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders that is covered by one of my favourite music artists, Self Esteem, who I'm going to talk about in the music section so maybe we can segue to that in a minute. Wow. Um, and the cover is so cool that I thought, oh, I really want to see if I can write something like that. And so I went away and wrote Fear to Feel. Yeah, which and, is it's um, literally beat for beat the same song. <laughs> it's it's definitely got the same kind of snare drum in it. That was yeah. kind of the basis of why I used the snare drum and yeah. then it kind of like extrapolated mm. from there. So if you haven't listened to my single, I'd love you to. All right, that's enough same shameless self-promotion from me. I agree. Are we are we away from TV series and on to music or what? Or uh, we well, I'm there? just going to keep just doing whatever. So you know what I mean? Uh, I mentioned For All Mankind. Uh, it's great. It's on Apple. It's about um, the space race. Is that race. a movie or different TV ti- No, no, different timeline. Oh, um, okay. I loved The Bear. Oh, yes, I liked the bear too, actually. Did you finish the bear? I didn't finish it. But really? that's my brain at the moment. Yeah, so you don't know what happened to the bear. I don't know what happened I to the bear. killed it. They hit it with a meat cleaver. In the kitchen? Yes. Because it's about a bear that runs a kitchen, but right? guess what? What? There was a second bear. What? That's what the second season is going to be called? about. Two bears? Two bears. Of the bears. Two bears. One hundred bears. Two bears. One bear. One bear's dead. The two bears. Another bears are living. Yes. Uh, and also, if you're interested in movies about bears next year, watch Cocaine Bear, which is loosely based off a true story about a, a cocaine shipment that was dropped out of a plane Gosh. and then a bear ate it. Gosh. Now, in real life, the bear just ate a bunch of cocaine and its heart exploded and it died. But in oh. the movie, the bear goes on a cocaine-fueled rampage <laughs> and kills a bunch of people. That sounds it's a little inc- bit like violent Santa or looks, whatever. Yeah, it looks incredible and I hope it's as good as it I never understand why you say it, you usually use the phrase murder rampage and then say it looks awesome. It does, Claire. It looks Don't really understand. good. And bear CGI technology has come a long way. And you know how thank, I feel about can, animal no, CGI. No, it's better now. We can thank the Revenant for that. That time the bear attacked Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Didn't he live inside a bear or something? Yeah, he cut open a moose or something. Oh, I never yeah. saw it. No, I, I wanted did. to see it in cinemas and then I didn't and now I have to watch it on TV, I guess. Um, and I'll just quickly mention the TV series From, which is about a like a, they go to a small town and you're trapped in the town and there's like vampire people everywhere. Oh, they come out at night and they go, boo, we're vampires. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, this place <laughs> sucks because of all the vampires. And that, no pun intended, everybody. 
Uh, and it's amazing. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch a spooky show. And then I was like, huh, this is really good. And also when I started it, it said on Stan, I don't know whether they still have this thing. Stan is a streaming service in Australia. When you click on it, it's like, this has a season two. It's confirmed. They're going to make it. Because, you know, you sometimes you watch a thing and they're like, yeah, they cancelled oh, that like three years so ago. so annoying. Yes. Yeah. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway, what right. else you got, Claire? All right, so I wanted to segue to music. So I just, I briefly mentioned self-esteem. Sure. Her prioritized pleasure album has just had so many uh, critical acclaims, James. Oh. She's wonderful. All right, so self-esteem, her real name is Rebecca Taylor and she's been an artist for a really long time but this album is fresh and funny. It's got this incredible kind of vocal aesthetic as well, a lot of sampling. She uses kind of voice memos that she's recorded into her phone and little snippets of really great language. It's really powerful. It's about coming into your own, into yourself and caring for yourself and it's about being abroad who's big and broad and big boned and like Oh, you mean not, like being not uh, not being abroad as in overseas. You mean like being abroad. I'm a I dame. do. Yeah, about cool. just and I think cool. because she she writes about not looking the way that maybe the culture at the time want, wanted women to look, sure. which is like tiny and fragile, a little bit like Emily in Paris. Yeah. And she's not like that at all. And it's been so exciting to see her career kind of explode at the age that she is as well. And I just love seeing women come into their own, particularly artists, and for obvious reasons, I just find her so inspiring. So I love her so much. It's it's honest and her choreography is, like, really cool and she's just excellent. Another musician I really loved this year was Martha Marlowe. Her, um, her so. writing is completely different to Self-Esteem. Self-Esteem is almost like dance record and, like, lots of kind of big, heavy kind of beats and vocal layering and, like, drum machine and Martha Muller was the complete opposite. It's like beautiful, fragile, incredibly beautiful strings, a lot of jazz kind of connotations with folk. She's just utterly delightful. And she also deals with um, an ongoing illness too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know and that. Yeah, so I went and saw her perform live and she's sort of ethereal almost. Her songwriting is just exquisite. So Martha Marlowe is really wonderful. And then the other artist I discovered this year, and she doesn't make music anymore. She's now a pig farmer. Oh. <laughs> but her name's Kathy Davey, and she is brilliant. She's in she's Irish. And her sure? album is called, to be sure, the, her, my favorite album of hers is called The Nameless. And my favorite song from hers is called Lay Your Hand. And I used the string section in that as inspiration for one of the songs on my album, too. Mm. So I know I've talked a lot about music this year because I've just been listening to a lot. Um, you love music. I really do. But can she's also kind of weird. Her lyrics are like off kilter and surprising in her songwriting, mm. which is something I really love as well and I, I'm trying to aspire to. So that's it. That's my music recommendations. What do you? What else do you got? Wow. Well, I will do uh, a few movies. These are th- uh, Now, I've talked about movies on my regular and more successful podcast on Weekly Planet, but these are a few that I've mentioned here, which I, uh, I'm going to circle back around to. 
Uh, weird. I spoke about this a few weeks ago. Weird. The Al Yankovic story is a music bio. You loved that. It's absolutely nonsense, yeah. and it's just really funny. And it's just. It's also weirdly cast with like Daniel Radcliffe in the lead, like miming his way through like I assume he is anyway, like Weird Al songs. It's so bizarre. It's like why would you get Daniel Radcliffe for this? But it's it it works. Everything about it works. It's so silly. Uh, Emily, the criminal I talked about as well, which had uh, what's her name from Parks and Rec, and she's in the White Lotus more recently. What is her name? She's so great. Anyway. Audrey Plaza. Yes. Aubrey, Audrey, Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Uh, really harrowing, kind of like uncut gems, but like credit with credit card fraud. Um, really terrific. Really, really enjoyed that one. And there was a movie called The Power of the Dog, which starred Cody Smith McPhee and Benedict Cumberbatch about like it's a western, but it's not like shootouts and it's like it's about like. Gay cowboys, essentially, sort of, <laughs> sort of about that. It's not really what it's about, but um, it's about masculinity and toxic masculinity Ooh, and culture my topic. and how to like and what people do to fit in and and all of these different things. It's uh, it's absolutely uh, delightful and harrowing. No, it's not delightful, but it's good in terms of it, like it's commentary. Really good. Commentary um, on toxic masculinity. Actually, I did a whole podcast episode this year with Tim Loveday, the poet. I remember. I listened to it pro- probably, I think. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was a really, really interesting conversation. Tim's poetry has a lot of commentary around that kind of stuff. Very interesting. He was really cool. It was fun to meet him too. Yeah. Oh, um, I also, did I watch MacGruber this year? Or was that last year I watched I that? I don't know what MacGruber, MacGruber is. MacGruber is like a MacGyver knockoff spin-off show starring Will Forte. It was like a movie in like 2009 and literally mm. nobody watched it. Watch, it's got uh, Kristen Wiig in it as well and Ryan Felipe and Billy Zane. It's if you like like MacGyver but just a fucking silly show about an idiot who's an action hero. <laughs> uh, it's Watch the movie and then watch the show. It's really, it's really good. Nobody watches it. I don't know why they fucking made the show because literally no one will watch it, but it's good. <laughs> cool, it's except for you. It's just really silly. Yeah, it came out the end of last year, so ah, I probably watched it this okay. year. Yeah. What um, else, Claire? So I watched a documentary called The Rescue oh, about the Thai, the Thai yeah, Cave Rescue and it was utterly amazing. Um, it's on Apple and it's just – it was so good. And I know I thought before I watched it that I knew a lot about that rescue of the boys in the cave mm. and I really did not know anywhere near as much as what I learned afterwards. You, and an I was em- just in awe of it. An embarrassingly small amount about that? Emba- no, not embarrassing. I followed it. I followed it. No, I mean, but just when the whole world kind of stopped. I and remember. Then, you know, breath in their throat, just heart breath in their throat, heart in their Heart's beating throat, through time. All the, oh, that's a song lyric from one of my songs. I would never say that. Anyway, yeah, just – it was so amazing and the way they did the reenactments too really made you understand just how risky it was what they achieved with those boys and the whole time they were sh- sure that they wouldn't be able to get them all out alive. So yeah. just a miracle. And in the, in all of the terrible news that has kind of come out of the world this year, it's just it's really heartwarming and uplifting. So um, I recommend The Rescue that's the documentary. Other movies I've really enjoyed this year, Catherine called Birdie, Lena Dunham's story. Um, it's just really great. It's set in I think it's like the 17th century or even earlier. It's about the lead character, Catherine, who mm. is basically stuck having to be wed at the age of like 14. Boom. And it's and she gets her period and it's about all that awkward time in women's lives when they're like transitioning into adulthood and teenagehood Mm. and it's really feminist and funny and her character is so kind of gross and in spots and hilarious and it's just it's so wonderful 
Um, and her dad is played by the hot priest. Oh, yeah, that's Andrew right. Andrew Scott this, from yeah, Fleabag. Yeah. And he's also excellent and kind of has this like redemptive arc in the end, even though you kind of hate him through a lot of it. And he's just always so great to watch. So just love that. And also um, Billy Piper. Yeah, say, okay, plays Billy her Piper, mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this scene where Billy Piper, um, her mother, gives birth and she's just had – she lost so many babies before it and it's, yeah. that's kind of the redemptive arc that made me cry because Andrew Scott's character, as much as he's trying to sell Bertie off to save the family fortune or whatever to some horrible old guy, you see the love between them and he kind of gets her through and encourages her to give birth and she ends up ke- like keeping the baby and mm. it's just – it's so moving and so beautifully done and you can just tell it's written by a woman and I just – I loved it. So that was that. I also really enjoyed Tick, Tick, Boom as well. I still haven't watched Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, it's so What am I doing with my life, Claire? I do not know what you're doing with your life. God damn it. It's so good. It's just so good. I still haven't watched Matilda the Musical. I'm waiting to watch it with our son. Yeah, we'll just wait for that. We'll wait for that. Yeah, we'll watch it We'll watch it together. Yeah, so Tick, Tick, Boom, for those who don't remember, you might remember the musical Rent. I do. Um. So it's based on the autobiographical musical by playwright Jonathan Larson. It's the story of an aspiring composer in New York City who was actually Jonathan Larson, so um, mm. who is worried he made the wrong career choice while navigating the pressures of love and friendship and it was directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it's just so clever. The music is amazing. I actually think the music is better than Rent. Yeah, okay, that's and interesting. I, and yeah. it's just I hadn't ever watched it before and I didn't realise and you find out early on in the film, so it's not a spoiler, that Johnny dies before he ever f- gets success. Yeah. So R- Rent becomes this massive. He doesn't even, didn't even realise. No, yeah. he doesn't re- He he doesn't get to see How what Rent becomes. How do you think you'd becomes. feel by you saying that uh, this musical is better than his musical? No, he's, he wrote all of those musicals. He wrote the musical that he's in about the musical Yes. Rent? Yes. Wait a minute. Yeah. So he wrote the musical. It's about him. It's a, so this is an autobiographical musical. That he wrote about he him wrote, writing Rent. Yes. God damn. Wow. Yes. That's really impressive. It's really I've impressive. I've forgotten that. Well, I take back every bad it's amazing. thing I've ever thought about that guy. It's really, really I, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really amazing because also he dies. So it's actually about the time in his life. He's writing this like really obscure musical that he spent like it's like his opus. Yes. And he's living in this like tiny little flat this I in remember. New York City. Yeah. And it's got a really strange premise that I can't remember now, but it's odd and weird and he it's his opus and it just no one buys it and yeah. it just falls flat on its face. And so then this is about he, he wrote Tick Tick Boom with the idea of you know, of, of about that experience, basically. Yeah. And then he goes on to write Rent, and then before Rent comes out, he dies, mm. and then he never gets to see the success that Rent becomes. I mean, Damn. Tick Tick Boom also becomes successful too, but Rent obviously goes yeah. great guns. So and Andrew Garfield, amazing, right? Amazing. He's so good in this. Honestly, it's yeah. just amazing. He's so, a real talent. I don't care what you say. I think it is too. You should he's watch that Spider Man movie that is in any of them. What? You did try to watch a new Spider-Man. You couldn't get through it. No, I couldn't. My brain's just broken. I feel like after 10 years of like incessant movies about Spider-Man. You should watch at least the scene where they're just all standing together. I don't care. No, it's just this one scene. There's too many Spider-Mans. I agree. It's, It's the best scene in the movie and there's just the three of them. And it feels really improv and they're not punching anybody and they're just talking about like weird Spider-Man stuff that happened to them. Like one of them's like, I fought an alien and then 
regular Peter Parker that is like, I fought an alien in space. And Andrew Garfield's like, oh, I'm lame. I haven't fought any aliens. I fought like a like a Russian guy in a rhinoceros costume and what. It's just like a fucking, <laughs> it's just silly. I'm what, I remember just watching in the theories and going, this is very bizarre to see this fucking happen. <laughs> Movie's all right, but uh, that bit's great. Um, it's more nostalgia than anything else, Claire, but I think it does but I feel nostalgia like maybe well. You have to care a lot about Spider Man, and I like Spider Man, don't get me wrong, but you know, yeah, I'm not that invested. Here's some books that I like, Claire Gustav and Henry, written by Andy Matthew- Matthews, is a friend of ours. Uh, but it's these, these, I've talked about this as a kid's book, and it's and the second one is out. And I he said he was going to send me a copy, so I'm like, okay, I won't buy it, but he hasn't sent it to me, so I'm oh, just going to go no. and buy it. Um, so which is fine. I'm happy to buy it. It's good. Uh, so it's about like uh, the two little friends, two little animal friends, and they go on weird adventures. And it's got a whole lot of like fun, like humor and like little jokes. And it's just really like densely packed with like little funny moments. It's terrific. Really good. I hope he keeps writing them because um, they're a lot of fun. Uh, and there's one review online that was on some website where he's like, thank you so much for this review because it said it was written by James. And I'm like, I didn't write that. But uh, <laughs> you're welcome, I guess. Really good. Loved it. Uh, I read a few books this year uh, when we were away, when we did had a big holiday, Claire. I can't believe we're having a second holiday. I Can you believe know, it? No, I can't believe it. You, you, guys are, you guys are lucky who are complaining, which is most people. They don't, no, most Do- people don't care. We don't, we're not doing 12 weeks of teacher holidays. No. Like we used to do. Exactly. We're doing very little holidays, yeah. um, really. Children of Time. Amazing book about the evolution oh, of a you love planet that. of spiders. And now their society is uh, is built. Hang on, and this sounds very like Project Almeri, which I still am yet to read. I know you haven't read, read it. it. Yeah, no, I think it. I read that. I can't remember this year, or last year. I think I read it last year because I went through my notes and it wasn't there. I, I recommend that book though. So it's while this spider planet is evolving with its own civilization and language and technology, there's a ship of the last humans left in the galaxy barreling towards the planet because uh-huh. they need somewhere to live because their ship's falling apart. And you're like, huh, how's this going to collide? Spiders and people crashing into each other. How does that even work? Very interesting. Uh, well worth it. What else you got? I got one more recommendation. All right. Do you want me to just do it? Or? No, I've got a book. I've got a book. I've this is your book. last recommendation? Yes, this is my last Perfect. recommendation. This then is my favourite book of the year, Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. Didn't I buy you a hard copy version of you this? You did and it was so thoughtful. Jess, my beautiful friend, recommended this book to me. She said you have to read it immediately and I immediately loved it. Meg Mason, the author, began her career at the Financial Times and the Times of London and her work has appeared in the Sunday Times and the Sunday Morning Herald, oh. lots of different places. Her first book, Say It Again in a Nice Voice, was okay and it's about early motherhood. But this book. Yeah. It's so dark and so funny and unforgettable. I just, it's its amazing. It's about a woman called Martha mm. who knows there is something wrong with her but she doesn't know what it is and her husband Patrick thinks she's fine. He, sever, he says everyone has something. The thing is just to keep going. Oh, that sounds like bad advice. Yeah, it does. So it's really, she. I think it, you get the feeling that her, she's a comes from a family of creatives, right, Yeah, and quite dysfunctional. Um, but every character painted in the book is so vivid and eccentric and quirky and complex. And nothing much happens really other than that. She's dealing with her mental health issues, the breakdown of her marriage, her difficult relationship with her mother and her father. And there's a relationship with her sister that is just so funny. Like there's this little text exchange where they're just communicating in pictures of Kate Moss. Oh, and I, I do just, remember that. Yeah. I love that. There's so many little vignettes in here. Do you see the pictures of Kate so Moss? Excellent. No, but just – 
The language is so excellent and funny and dark. And Mm. it's just, it's one of those books that makes you remember what really, really good writing is. And I just, I enjoyed it so much. And it made me cry and laugh in like, you know, the same breath, really. So yeah. um, Sorrow and Bliss, Meg Mason, it's it's so good. I'll read you just a little snippet because I, I read this on the show, but I just, it's so funny. Let's do it. Martha, this is Patrick, her husband, he said afterwards lying next to me, everything is broken and messed up and completely fine and that is what life is. It's the only, it's only the ratios that change, usually on their own. As soon as you think that's it, it's going to be like this forever, they change again. That is what life was and how it continued for three years after that. The ratios changing on their own, broken, completely fine, a holiday, a leaking pipe, new sheets, happy birthday, a technician between nine and three, a bird flew into the window, I want to die, please I can't breathe, I think it's a lunch thing, I love you, I can't do this anymore. Both of us thinking it would be like that forever. Very good. It's just like such great writing. I mean, honestly, so, so beautiful. What would you give it out of 110? 110. Wow. Anyway, I That's just That's lower it. than the other show you gave 110 out of 100. You're right, exactly. I'm very, uh, yeah, anyway, I loved that book. It was really good. One of my favourite books of the year was the current Batman run where he's fighting a villain that he created called Failsafe, which is basically a robot that he created. If he ever kills somebody, the robot gets activated and then the robot kills him because the robot <laughs> is built with all the Batman knowledge and beyond. Wow. Right? Batman beyond, if you will. Yes, and if you will. Yes. If you and, won't. Uh, if we and will. so he thinks Batman's killed somebody and if Batman's killed somebody, that means something's wrong. And ba- if Batman's turned evil, that's somebody who could literally destroy the world because Batman Wowza. is so intelligent, Claire. I don't know if yes, you know yes. that about Batman. So he has to basically destroy a robot that he created to destroy him that Radio. knows literally everything Gosh. about him. And there's a sequence where he's stranded on the moon and it like and the ship is in and whatever, a spaceship explodes <laughs> and he has to and he basically free falls from the moon to earth. And <laughs> so and there that are is people so Yeah, there are people like, this is stupid, I hate this. And I'm like, no, this is good. <laughs> this is good Batman, actually. This is well done. Actually. Yeah, actually. Actually, didn't you know it was great? It, it is was great. Favorite. It's great. Uh it's really, it's a really good run. I think, yeah, Chip Sadarsky's writing it is one of my favorite comic book writers. Ah, uh, cool. I think it's Chip Sadarsky. I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, uh, and my favorite video game of the year, I think, was Shredder's Revenge. Wowza. Which was, uh, it was a, it's a, it's a multiplayer it. side-scrolling, uh, classic Ninja Turtles beat-em-up, except it's better than every other Ninja Turtles beat-em-up. And I should know that because I played the Cowabunga Collection this year. You certainly did. Which is severely lacking compared to this incredible game, which is just an amalgamation of all the good things of modern-day beat-em-ups with like the sheen of something which was maybe of 20 years, 20 or 40, 30 years ago. I see. Loved it. Really good. Uh, If you've got kids and they are obsessed with Ninja Turtles, like maybe um, someone we know. Oh, my gosh. So obsessed. Then this is is the perfect game for you. It's really awesome. And it's got a lot of like, if you grew up with them in like the 80s and 90s, there's a lot of like little stuff in there. You're like, I know that from the other thing. Do you know... Um, we got our son that music player, which I would also recommend. Oh yeah. Um, we're trying to steer away from iPads at the moment. Yeah. I'm sure we'll they will eventually enter our lives. Yeah, but we're no just doubt. trying to keep them out of our lives as long as possible. So we're getting devices that are all separate to do the same thing yeah. an iPad would do. And we got him a music player, or James really researched it, mm. which he just the 
the joy on this kid's face watching him be able to choose the music that he wants to listen to yeah. and then occasionally choose it for us and, like, play us a song. Yep. It's just so good. I put a bunch of, like, audio books on there as he well. He loves and, it. He was up in yeah. his room. He's listening to his, like, music or whatever and he's drawing Ninja Turtles on a secret shoebox with all of his comics inside it. Yeah, I gave him a shoe. He's, like, he was keeping his comics on the floor because yeah. he's um, – and I'm, like, put it – yeah, here's a shoebox. This is how you do it. Uh, oh, and he's been decorating that box. Yeah. He was drawing Ninja Turtles while listening to Ninja Turtles, yeah. like the soundtrack. It was just peak happiness on that yeah. kid's face. He lo- there I, is nobody in the world who loves holidays as much as oh that kid. Oh, my God. He just loves being at home. Just, just loves him, being at home. Doing he's his little dance. He's so happy singing around the house. He just never wants to leave. Oh, I love it. So gorgeous. It's I know. Great. He's basically you. Whereas anyway, no, he's not. He's his own get, person. It's got Exactly. A daughter who is exactly like you. She Claire. gets that's, so annoyed like, by being at home. Get, get out and about. And yeah, exactly. She was like, what are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to do? I'm like, I know. These dudes just want to do nothing. It's uh, so freaking boring. It's staring at the bloody four walls of this house. God damn it. And we're like, hey, hey, let's watch Shrek. Oh, so yeah. boring. Anyway, yeah, so that's it. Is that the roundup? It Anything is. Now, uh, well, it's not the only thing that we do on this show, Claire. We no. also have reviews. We certainly do And have people, reviews. it is the last episode of the year. Uh, there might be a best of going up in January, but Collings is absolutely swamped. By the way, happy birthday, yes. Collings. It's happy his birthday, birthday this week. Collings. Probably even the day that he sends this over, but Collings, don't edit this on your birthday. Just wait. It's fine. Yes. And first of all, he's done an amazing job all year. He edits this, but he also edits other, multiple other things. He edits videos and he edits other podcasts and he edits also the stuff behind the paywall and my taunts what your taunts episode well. and a bunch of social media stuff and he coordinates with a bunch of other people and the facebook group and everything else he's just the best person and we don't know what we would do without this him, is not basically. what I, I was talking about reviews but uh while we're here why not but he's not the only person who helps on the show claire no. don't we have some kind of social media situation we do specifically Maisie, Maisie, the wonderful Maisie runs our social media for mm. suggestible and does an excellent job She's so lovely. And so thank you so much to Maisie who's been doing all of that work. You can go and follow She's also in at the Suggestible group, Pod. She is. Yeah. She runs the Facebook admin as well. She also does the social media for Taunts and she's been helping me out with video content and things throughout the year. Sarabi as well does yep. lots of amazing things as well for our team. Fidel as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Does lots of stuff. All of those admins in the Facebook group. So great. We're so grateful to everyone, actually, and all your editors as well who work tirelessly. I've already thanked them, and they don't do anything for Suggestible. (laughs) But no, Ben, Lawrence, that's it. No, Matt. (laughs) Uh, And I think Mitch was also working earlier in this year, but Mitch has moved on. I think it's because he he hates me. He sent me an email that said he hates me. But that's fair enough. You are very hateful. He sent that, and I'm like, you're right. No, I (laughs) And we should also thank the king himself. Me? King George the (laughs) second. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about Mason. Should thank Mason Why? too. Why? Mason's great. I thanked him in person. He always turns up. And he didn't week, even week. he didn't even give me an equal compliment. Oh no! <laughs> Would you like me to give you an equal? Compliment? No, because that doesn't count. Oh, you look sad. No, it's all right. I should uh, tell him. But anyway, he's your I, only friend. <laughs> it's true. But I want to thank uh, also people who review the show, including uh, Metroid Killer, who just did it in app. It's incredible, Ooh. and they've given it five stars, and it says whoa. Claire will say anything. And that's true. She's outrageous. <laughs> I She's will. She's often outrageous. I'm outrageous. She's outrageous. I'm out of control. I agree. I'm a woman on the edge. I agree. I don't know why my voice is doing that. I, I that's thought, true. I thought that was your regular voice. And it's the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Woo! Ah. Pop the champagne. 
What's next, Claire? Oh, you can also review the show with suggestions or letters or whatever you'd like to say to us. We would love to hear from you, specialpod at gmail.com, just like Scott has. You said review the show, but this is for letters, right? This is letters. Yeah, yeah. this is like writing in to say, I have a recommendation and we always love to get them from listeners. Is this about the movie Morbius? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Go but it could then. be. Got some for you both, Ooh. says Scott. Okay. For Mr. Sunday James, don't hug me, I'm scared. Both the web series and the new series all I have, together. I haven't seen the new series, but I have watched that web series. Oh. You wouldn't like it. You would, it would make your brain spiral. Yeah, it says this series takes a childlike puppet show and very quickly turns each episode into some very visually impressive existential horror dread that it's is still quite comical. It's an absolute nightmare to watch, yeah. but it's incredible. Oh, my God. Also check out the Dragon Ball Super. I haven't done Broly that yet. Movie. I will. I've will, never seen it. I will say I, I'm, I'm way behind them on Dragon Ball, so uh, I apologize for that, I but it's no not my fault. I don't know what you're talking about with any of this stuff. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm glad that you enjoy it. For Claire, yes, hello. Since you've been in music world, that's where I've been living. What? I don't know if anyone can tell. My reviews have really gone downhill because my brain is living in music world with the oh. spider, apparently. Oh. Some musicians you may enjoy are The A's, Girl in Red, Maddie Diaz, and Biba Doobie. Biba Doobie. Oh, I like saying Biba That's a cool yeah. name. Such a cool name. It's so fun to say. Biba Doobie. You can just check Baby out their most recent singles to see if they connect with you. I certainly will be doing that. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for a chill, playful podcast that lightly touches on a range of different media and genres. I like to think Scott, we get in depth. Tenno, they, them. I like to think we get in uh, into depth. I think so too. Scott. I think we do sometimes, Scott. <laughs> no, no, I think that's no, a very accurate description, I actually Scott. Do. Thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, correct, exactly. And thank you so much to the listeners who have supported us all year. It makes so much difference. It means we can keep doing what we're doing. This community continually blows me away with how kind and funny and thoughtful and smart and just overall awesome. I think it, it does the bare minimum, and that's fine too. <laughs> no, I really, I've never, I've, I've been so grateful to everyone, and especially putting out all this music that I've been doing. Well, the one single, <laughs> but the music. There's and more stuff though. Too. It's yeah, all done. And... Yeah, it's coming out in February, and my next single is coming out on January 28th. It's called January. Free. Yeah. And um, our daughter features in it. Yeah. And it's kind of like a feminist anthem pop song. And oh, I boo, love it. feminism. You told oh, me yeah. today it was one of your favorites. No, I was actually. lying. No, it's good. <laughs> it is a good song. Anyway, I'm really I think people to share mistake, it. and people probably here probably don't, but like they mistake feminism for like, well, I want to be, I want to destroy all men and whatever, and no. I hate men, which isn't, well, you can explain this better Far than from me. The truth. It's not, that's not what it is at all. It's simply about equality. Equality. But it's it goes further than that. So intersectional feminism, mm. it's equality for everyone. So it's not just yes. equality for men and women. It's equality exactly, for people yeah. of all races and genders and sexualities. Mm -hmm. And overall, better for everyone. And people are like, know? what, everybody's going to get a participation award and everyone's going to have the same outcome or whatever. No, it's not about equality of outcome. It's about equality of opportunity. Correct. Claire. I know. Are you like, are you mansplaining I'm explaining this to, to you. Yeah. Good In God. an aggressive way. Excellent. Yeah. And it, and it, oh, it all kind of feeds into each other because it's also, it, you can extend into the way we treat our planet and our Completely earth right. as well. It's about the economy and the injustice of yep. that too. So yeah. Anyway, I think it's great. 
I also think it's great. Let's Excellent. get out of here, Claire. Thank you so much, everyone. This has been Stressful Podcast. We'll be Have back a very on... happy, happy New Year's. Maybe... Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. Maybe the week of the 23rd. Yeah, maybe? I reckon. I reckon we'll come back the week my single's coming out. What, what week's 28th that? 28th. Yeah, we'll come back on the 26th then. How about that? Yeah, I think we will. We'll see you there. Yeah. Be square. Enjoy your break. Have a if rest. If you're having a break. Be the best. Anything else? That's really all I got. Good advice. Oh, and buy a ticket to my show on the 11th of Feb, 1 p.m. in the Brunswick Forum. I'd love to see you there I if already, you're in Melbourne. I already have a ticket. Yeah, I know you've got your ticks, but not everyone else does yet. Mate. All right. All Jeez. Right. Bye. All right. Bye. We did it. Bing, 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.